No, go ahead, talk. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. The WordBros.com. Welcome to a brand new episode of Word Bros. Uh, this week we have on a very fun guest, a very nice dude, uh, one of the sharpest dressed men in comics. The Bowtie Guy. The Bowtie Guy, Jamie Jones. He's promoting his new Kickstarter for the book The Baboon. It's 60 pages, it's a hardcover. It looks really awesome. Jamie Jones be loving pulp. So if you're into like the uh, old school kind of pulp stuff, this is definitely the Kickstarter for you. It goes live on the 26th. Jamie Jones is going to rock that thing out, and we're going to talk to him right now. Now we are talking to our good friend, our buddy, our number one dude, uh, the... Finest dressed man in comics, Mr. Bowtie himself, Jamie Jones. Hello, Jamie Jones. Hello. How are Hello. You That's all you got for me after that big intro? Hello. <laughs> it's great to be here once again on the Word Bros podcast. Yes, he is well dressed. He's well dressed, but not well spoken. <laughs> Hello. So, yeah, Jamie, um, you, I'm very excited about this. You are actually launching a Kickstarter in the next couple days for your Baboon comic. Yes, yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's my, my first comic that is completely 100% Jamie Jones. Unfilled, yes. Uncut. Um, oh, wow. It's uh, written, drawn, colored, lettered. Loosely edited by me. Loosely. <laughs> now, you need to get a real editor, son. We can hook you up with some editors if you're looking for I, I have. I have a couple people. All right, um, good, good, good. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, dude, this is your thing. This is your kind of pulpy love letter to all things like uh, Flash Gordon and the Phantom and all that jazz. Because I read it and I really dug it. And I'm really excited for you. And I'm really excited for this book. So tell us, what is The Baboon actually about? I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> the Baboon is the logline, is the uh, the pulpy action adventure, the pulpy Technicolor action adventure comic you forgot you were missing. <laughs> it's uh, the... The story of the baboon, who is an action-adventure pulp hero. He doesn't have any powers. Uh, and his and his crew, there's uh, Monkey Bones, which is his sidekick, and <laughs> nephew. Uh, there is Brick, who's the heavy, likes cigars and, and beers and, you know, blowing stuff up. Uh-huh. And uh, there's Mel. She is an Indian woman who is their pilot. She's like the... She's kind of the jobber of the group. She's the she's the hired gun of the family, but she's kind of the 
she's a little bit of the glue of the group. And then there's Clayton, who is the type A, he, he does all the taxes. That's kind of, uh, he, he's a retired frog man. Uh, so he's, uh, and he's uh, the baboon's best friend, so. All right. And so, I mean, this is, I mean, just straight out, like you are just doing a love letter if you will, to the old school pulp comics, because everything you just described, like if you've ever read a Doc Savage comic, like you just ran down the list of people that Doc Savage has kicking it with him. If you, yeah. if you've ever read a, um, well, uh, Phantom is pulp. Yeah. About like a Flash Gordon, Flash Gordon, everybody yeah. thinks it's just Flash Gordon, but he also has a team of people that he kind of kicks it with. Like, so yeah, this, yeah. this is your jam. Like this is what you are all about. We had a long conversation at heroes about this and this is the things, these are the things that you love to do. Yes. It, it is true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my favorite thing in the whole world comics wise is the spirit. I'm, <laughs> I'm very vocal about my love of the spirit. Um, and it is, I mean, and he kind of has his team of, of people. Um, and I also uh, feel like recently when we talk about like pulp action comics, it skews towards noir. And I was like, that's not, that's not what I want to do. So mm -hmm. I tell people at conventions that I'd be like, yeah, I'm doing a pulp book. I want to, I want to do a pulp book. Um, they uh, uh, go, you know, the shadow or, uh, Sean Phillips stuff with with Ed Brubaker and they're like yeah it's like pulp action and I was like no like greens and purples and and oranges and the colors so I, uh, <laughs> more green hornet less less like stuff like uh noir right yeah yeah less uh, less Parker more more Flash Gordon yeah right. uh yeah which is uh like I love Parker, but ten times more enjoyable. I I would rather read uh, Flash Gordon than Parker, even though oh, Parker, see, I don't know those Parker books. Like those Parker <laughs> books are just like expertly crafted and just wonderful in every way. Really, <laughs> you can't. I mean, come on, Jamie Jones, you can't be talking bad about Parker books, baby. I got. I mean, I got this one autographed at Heroes a couple years ago. Man, look at that shit, son. I mean, that's Darwin Cook right there, autographed. I went over to his table. Went over to his table like four times. That just kept giving him things to sign because I was like, <laughs> "He's not doing anything. He's just sitting there." <laughs> I love that yours are yours are in grabbing distance. Mine are mine are literally right in grabbing distance too, along with <laughs> like every other Darwin Cook thing I have. Uh, Darwin <laughs> Cook's the best. His his spirit stuff is really really wonderful as well. I think he, he really gets a good vibe. Uh, for the book that uh, Eisner was trying to uh, to pull off there, but yeah, man. So you're doing your thing. I'm I'm really excited for you because I am a huge fan of this um, genre. You love that genre, genre. dude. I yeah. love because like Jamie and I had this conversation that like again when people do think about pulp, they think about like the kind of hard nosed gritty detective stuff. But I mean, if you look at the kind, I mean, pulp is it has such a wide variety of of kind of genres that like feed into it there's yeah. just so much more there and i'm really glad that you were kind of tapping into the like high adventures spirit of it if that makes sense yeah and i i wanted to do something with a character uh i've been reading a lot of hellboy so i wanted to do something with the character <laughs> like lobster johnson yeah you could just do whatever you wanted to do um <laughs> so like i'm working on a short story uh like with vampires and 
why not? I can stick the baboon in that. That's very pulp action. Yeah. Uh, especially like you get an occultist type guy who's who's hanging out with a baboon. Boom, solid, sold. Your you're, uh, <laughs> name is Lorenzo Colt, which is <laughs> which is my favorite. That's a good. That's that, that. That's not slapping you in the face with it or anything. Yeah, yeah, right. I love like it's it's super uh, super cheesy, and uh, that's that's what I love about it. Also, that that stuff is all ages stuff, which yes. I think is is severely lacking mm-hmm. in uh, in comics in general, and especially like cool action adventure comics. Yes, um, I think we we get a lot of stuff that's really really good and but geared for like the guys who are writing it the 40 year old men who are writing these <laughs> comics are gearing their comics for other 40 year old men and we don't mm-hmm. have guys writing books for for an all ages thing uh like i love johnny quest my dad loves johnny quest <laughs> there's a, a big age difference there but we love johnny <laughs> quest for the same reason yeah. and i think that's something that's missing is like there's n- there's there's no innuendo in the baboon. There's no fart joke in the baboon. Okay. But like the humor and the and the drama, I think, are relatable to to an all like a, a literal all ages. You lost me when you said no more fart jokes, so I'm done. Yeah, well, <laughs> Kevin checked out. <laughs> I'm out. Who knows? There might be later. Later on, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. What are you talking about? But I mean, you're. It's right though, because I mean, like there are all ages comics, yes, but it's very hard to find like a like an all ages like high action book, if that makes sense. Because as opposed to, and when I was writing a, a book back in the day that I've shown you called Danger Bear, uh, I have kind of this idea, uh, Danger bear is like a pulp action hero but he's just a giant fucking bear doing like awesome bear shit but like you have these (laughs) these moments of like okay well since it's all ages you can't have danger bear killing people he's got to be killing robots or or, you know so you have to kind of have that moment and much like they do in like ninja turtles almost where like you know ninja turtles they're they're not killing guys they're just beating them up or like if they do explode like something if they do kill something it's one of those little mouse or robots almost yeah yeah. so like there's ways to get the violence in there just doesn't have to be catastrophic almost if that makes sense i i hit my my goal in comics and in writing all ages things is to never go past the samurai jack line okay. i think did i say this on the last time i was here i don't want to repeat I, myself i don't think but, so i don't think, I don't think so. so no go ahead okay I, this is this is one of my like i will sp- stick my flag in this yeah you're gonna die on that hill i will die on this hill yeah okay. exactly thank you <laughs> um in when so when i was a kid uh, I, I'm a kid of the 90s, and uh, I watched with my dad and my brother and, like, everyone, Friday nights was the cartoon block on Cartoon Network, and it had Dexter's Lab, it had Powerpuff Girls, it has all, all that stuff. But Samurai Jack was the last show that came on in cartoon block before it turned into Toonami. And Toonami was uh, such, so much for the high school kids. Like, it, it broke the the it broke that seal samurai jack was right at that seal mm-hmm. right like he fought a lot of stuff and the action was super super cool but he did he only fought robots and all of yeah. the blood is oil spills like yeah. splattering out and so you're able to do like the fun cool blood splatter effects 
it's just all in oil. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it takes away from that that sh- shitty G.I. Joe vibe, which is... Oh, that everybody sh- misses? No, no, because the, the, everybody knows G.I. Joe. Oh, that shit, that shot, that uh, plane got shot down. Oh, he parachuted out. He's fine. Don't worry, yeah, parachute yeah. out of helicopters in G.I. Joe. Which, <laughs> I know, it's ridiculous. I was like, what? So like, it's, it's, it's a way to kind of get around that aspect of it. And I found myself when I was doing, because I wrote literally like seven or eight different like intros and just little shorts for danger bear and i had a friend of mine read him and he's like dude you got to figure out what you're doing here because on this page you shoot somebody and on this page like it's you know you're not you're not getting what you want like how, how do you want this to be and it's something that you really have to kind of keep in your head because the violence always kind of goes over the top, but you kind of have to remember, like you're trying to pitch this to all ages. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta walk that line. How did you find yourself walking that line? I don't know if I can pass the line (laughs) (laughs) when I'm writing, when I'm writing for myself. And I guess this is the same kind of thing with like, when I go to, uh, I, I mean, wrestling terms, breaking kayfabe, like, when I put the bow tie on, I'm the bow tie guy. Like, I don't curse. I don't, you know, I, I have that kind of, uh, that that appearance. And, uh-huh. But, like, you guys know, I'll take the bow tie off, I'll have a beer, we'll, we'll like, shoot. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. We so, have seen that happen. That has Yeah, happened. yeah. Um, but not with the bow tie on. It's, like, against the rules. It, it is, and like right after the show, when the show when the show is over, I'll undo the bow tie, and that's kind of my like my signal to myself that like yeah, you're you're you can cut loose a little bit a little bit more. <laughs> so, uh, it's kind of the same thing with like writing this type of book. It's just like I don't I I don't think I crossed the line because, for instance, there is no cursing. They say crud. Uh, cause crud is my favorite, like crud is no. a great word, right? Exactly. So Just like, like hell, you can say hell. Exactly. It's, it's not hell. a bad word per se or damn, um, you yeah, know, yeah. You, you can't cross the line over those things. It, it kind of, you, you, you even skirt into PG 13 territory, which is not where you want to be for this. Right. Right. Gotcha. Uh, Hellboy says damn. And he says, it, damn. Yes. It was one of the things that I was like, Hmm, he doesn't say anything, but he'll say damn. And I like, I he like says that. crap. He says crap. He does. Oh crap! He's oh crap. Yeah, yeah. Oh. So, um, so yeah, I, I I try to keep it verbally low low key, and kind of everything that I do. I was uh, I'm now doing a uh, comic strip for the Monkeys Fighting Robots uh, comic book review site, and uh, that was one of the big discussions we had. He was like, "Well, how do we curse? Like, what what are our fudging words for cursing?" And I was like, "We just don't." Like, uh, it's, it's a comic strip that you can just read online. We don't have to curse. We can just not curse. Yeah, there's a war, but, you know, it's, it's suspension of disbelief. I mean, you're not going to teach the monkeys curse words anyway. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, but you know what? Those monkeys will probably learn them because, I mean... They're if they watch funny. enough TV. They're pretty smart monkeys. I mean, yeah, they, yeah. they can learn the words. But like, 
we had a fun part with like Metal Shark, bro, because we kind of dialed it back because we were going like hard R. It was hard R. We were hard R. And then we dialed it back a little bit for Scout Comics and for just the idea of our editor was like, you know what? You guys might have a hard time getting a publisher for this because you're kind of walking, you're waving that hard R flag. So Mm -hmm. we we dialed it back to like PG-13 and writing it in a PG-13 style and trying to find bad words for him to say in a, in a silly way was almost just as fun. It is. Yeah. You know, because he would say, he would say stuff like all oh, gills and like Finn me and yeah, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it makes it kind of goofy. That's um, fantastic. But it's still <laughs> enjoyable to do, you know? I mean, everyone we, loves Lobo, right? And yeah. he doesn't curse. No. He, all these weird space words that he says. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I was kind of, I was kind of, I was kind of look at it like Conan, like Conan never swears, but he always crom. Like you yes. know, when, whenever you see, whenever you see him say "crom," you know that means "fuck" or sh- you, and you know it's like if it's the F word, if he's like "crom" and Mitra, like he yeah. throws another one in there. It's like <laughs> real bad. Then. Yeah. He's saying lots of bad stuff there. He so, says yeah, "cur." He calls people "curs." I yeah. love that. Yeah. <laughs> so like, so this is more of a like um, of a spirit style pulp story now like i know seeing your artwork i know you really enjoy like you drew for the heroes auction last year you drew a tarzan that that made my heart stop like why can't we just do like a tar like just rip off tarzan like just tarzan (laughs) without the racism let's let's do that book jamie joe (laughs) that's that's the baboon number two guys Uh, yeah, yeah, he meets the wild man. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah, that's kind of the problem, like, with the spirit is Ebony, um, right? Like, Yeah, but isn't he kind of a creation of the time, too, like, without yeah. getting, you know? I, I, I have an easier time uh, dismissing it or, or just able to. There are some times when I'm like, oh, that's not. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Uh, like but, but for the most part yeah you can you can say like it's the same reason like uh mammy for uh tom and jerry like it was there um you kind of have to allow it to be there there is there is a part of me though that like it's to, it's a bridge too far like lovecraft I can't read Lovecraft because it's just too much racism for me. Like I, because that's a theme throughout all of his work, like the dirty aliens coming down and like defiling our women. I can't do it. Like I just can't. Whereas like some of the Tarzan stuff is almost too far, but it's just, I, it's just so well-written. Well, see like the Edgar Rice Burroughs stuff. It's so well-written that like, it's almost like, damn, this is so, fucked up but man it's like you almost just kind of skip over those pages like i'm not going to read this paragraph where bryce burroughs is describing the africans who live in the village i'm just going to get to the cool part where tarzan's fighting an ape you know what i'm yeah. saying Conan I mean, has the same kind of thing yes yes uh, yeah, yeah. yeah well i mean howard was too a notorious racist so yeah. on that he was yeah. friends with lovecraft so yeah. that doesn't really help his case any i mean yeah. as much as we all gonna love on conan um there's things about what we love that we don't have to love too Yes, yeah, and, and and I think that's what we're discussing at this point, and I think that's fair to say that you know I love this thing, except for this part of it, and um, 
and again with Rice Burroughs, you have like John Carter of Mars. Same yeah. same problem. He's a Confederate. He's a Confederate soldier. Yeah, but I mean, it's yeah. such a fucking dope story yeah. that you have to go, man. I love this thing, except for this. Except for um, this. Yeah, some, yeah, I noticed with uh, Princess of Mars and stuff like that, it doesn't feel as prevalent because he's on. Mars. <laughs> yeah, so like yeah. it's not as heavy handed as some of like I mean some of that uh lovecraft stuff is just too much but anyway let's not talk about all that let's talk about let's talk about the baboon so you launch your kickstarter in six days five days, five days. Five days. Uh, february 26th okay so that's cool yeah. um you were talking about what are some of the awesome rewards that you're offering here because you're doing like a 60 page book you were saying yes it is a full color 60 page hardcover book um Nice. In the it, quali- quality hardcover, <laughs> uh, with, uh, in in kind of the European album style format is is kind of it's fancy. To... I'm a little jelly right now. He wears a bow tie, Kevin. Of course, it's fancy. It just <laughs> I makes... mean, I, I figured it would be. I just didn't know he was going like super extra califragilistic, expeditious fancy. Like I, didn't... I do. Well, it, it's kind of like. <laughs> Uh, I, I would kind of like to put like one out a year, one of these things out a year, um, and and having nice hardcover books that kind of fall in line with, you know, that that album style, is more in the vein of of the kind of comics that one I like to read, but two, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really want to write three issues of a comic book and then collect it and then here you have a, a clear break where like. Here's one through twenty. You know, number issue two is another twenty pages. I uh, not being limited to a page count per chapter is very nice. So like, there's weird breaks. I think I sent you guys what like twenty five pages. Of yeah, I liked it. It was cool. And yeah. like, that's not the final edit. There's more. I think there's more like inserted in there. Uh, that I did later when I was like, oh, I need to tie things back together. <laughs> um, so like, in, in, that's something I can do because it's 20, 25 pages. You know, I don't, it, it's a 60 page book. I can kind of just place it. And it's only a 60 page book because it only took me 60 pages to tell it. Okay. That's, <laughs> so um, like the next one that I want to do is probably a hundred pages just okay. because that's the, the length of the story that I think it's going to be. Interesting. Now, um, now tell me some of the challenges of writing your own stuff because Kevin and, Kevin and I like to be, we like to fancy ourselves as fancy boy writers um, well, is... and you're a fancy boy artist. So tell us the challenges and how the two are different and how you approach, uh, I guess, one to the other. Listen, I may be a fancy boy artist, but I do have a degree in English. <laughs> a word? <laughs> That's super fancy. So, I mean, uh, what you expected less, Bobby. But I mean, now, now with his English degree, he's way more qualified to write than we are. We're just dummies that learned it on the street, son. I mean, yeah, we are. We are pretty dumb. Uh, but I mean, at the same time, at the it's same time, like that much. <laughs> we, I mean, we have some of the best dumb ideas ever, though. It's true. Yeah. I will. Uh, <laughs> I would go so far as to say yes. Uh, uh, Metal Shark Bro in comic shops, April 26th. <laughs> the best dumb idea ever. But so, all right. So some of the challenges from writing and drawing, like give me some of that. The, the biggest challenge 
for this book in particular was I didn't know how I was going to format it in the originally. I was going to release it as a web comic, just like strip uh, like a third of a page a day okay. or something. Um, and then it slowly evolved into, well, maybe I'll just do a 20 page book, which slowly evolved into, well, maybe I'll just do a 40 page book and, and split it up into two 20 page issues, which then after talking to, uh, Vita Ayala, uh, my, my close friend, uh, they said, Oh, hold on. My, my foot hurt. You dropped a name on my foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was painful, Jamie. But they were like, well, you know, I have some questions about this that I think you need to answer in the first issue. And I was like, well, damn, that makes that first issue 25 pages. I need to add a page or take out a page. And I don't want to do any of that because that's more work. Um, so, I, so I said, what if I just make one 60 page comic book <laughs> instead, instead of, uh, so I put everything in one, one issue. So basically it's like a three issue arc that you're getting all in one. And I don't have to worry about page count numbers okay. and stuff like that. And you have no one to blame but yourself if the story's not any good. Like you can't use that dumbass writer be like, no son, that's me. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Now, like, do you like hard outline or do you kind of loose outline or do you kind of, I knew a guy who would kind of write the story as he would go, like page by page, it could be different. He would just kind of draw. And I always thought to myself, like, you could really draw yourself into a corner there, friend. So like, how are you doing this? That was my original style because okay. I was thinking, okay, this is going to be a web comic. I don't have to have an ending. I can just start and go. And that's maybe the first six pages of the book um and then when i decided i'm gonna do a full a full comic i i went and plotted out uh page by page i just make a word document and hit the bullet points change it to <laughs> change it to numbers and i'll write it like a sentence this is what happens on this page enter this is what happens on the second page okay um or, or like I'll write out a paragraph and then break up that paragraph into different, uh, into different pages. And, and do you do that with the dialogue as well? Like when you dialogue it or you just go I, back and do that separate? So I dialogue while I'm actually penciling the page. Mm -hmm. um, because I have a hard time separating. And even, even when I have like scripts that come into me, um, if one, I feel like the dialogue should change I'll, I'll make a note and I'll, I'm, I'm not easy to work with, <laughs> really. um, but I, I have like, I feel like, Oh, this is a really good idea. I'll, I'll write this in the margins of, of my pencils and I'll just send that to the writer and maybe they'll look at it. Um, <laughs> I don't think that that makes you hard to work with. I think uh, that you just have ideas. That's I have very, like very hard ideas though. <laughs> Oh, so it's 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 more than just a suggestion at that point, is what you're saying. There, uh, sometimes uh, <laughs> this is changed because I drew this guy's face like this because he is asking a question. So I'm unfortunately right. for you that is that's too bad for you. That's something that I really pay attention to when I'm working from a script. So when I'm writing it, um, I'll write dialogue and then uh, then draw the face, like one-to-one -one. they're right next to each other and i can erase and change it um for the baboon i actually wrote all of the book 
it's all freehand on the actual penciled pages. Huh. And uh, I, I wrote it all in blue so I could take it away. And I made, <laughs> I made a font okay. uh, so I can just, for, you know, reproduction purposes, I can just type it in and, and uh, it's my font. It's my handwriting. So it kind of <laughs> looks like, uh, it looks like I wrote it freehand, but I didn't. Interesting. That's cool. That's really awesome. I, I'm, I dig that. So like, this is like a labor of love. This is something that you're just, you're just putting out in the world and you're, and you're hoping that people kind of jump on board with this thing. Yeah. It's been my, my labor of love, my passion project for like the past year. I've been doing it in between like my, my actual paying gigs. Okay. So, um, that's been fun. <laughs> uh, you know, trying to schedule things where I can, you know, color a couple of pages in a week, even though I've got, I'm coloring a, an entire book next week, you know, that kind of <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's, uh, it's been, it's been slow. I've been working on it for a year. Facebook has told me it's been a year. So wow. I'm, I'm glad that it's, it's out and it's done. And, the thing uh, is you are finished with this thing. So like you're going to Kickstarter for what exactly? I mean, like you're asking for however much you're asking for, but you're just doing that for printing and shipping. It is just printing and shipping. Pretty okay. much. Um, there's, I'm, I'm doing pins, but that's minimal in the, in the amount of money that it actually costs to print and ship. Okay. It's like 85% printing and shipping, 15%, little things and and uh covering my ass that's kind of the <laughs> that's that's the that's the back 15 percent. so well you got to make sure that part is covered because you don't want to lose your ass on this thing so you go live on the 26th yep um the baboon this is all jamie jones this is all you it's all pulp all the time I, I mean i'm really excited about it like you sent us the first 25 pages and i read it and i was like wow this is really fun like your arts your artwork fits the genre that you're going for so that's always nice as well you know and the the coloring for it is just i just color picked from like old spirit comics literally i i scanned in pages and color picked to get that old uh that old pulp look that uh that i needed you, it, it's a lot easier than making a palette i can just go in and you know pick pick this is what i uh, like the the baboon skin tone is the spirit skin tone that's cool <laughs> yeah that's awesome Fun stuff like that, yeah. That's cool, man. So, like, so, in, and like, in between doing this thing as your passion project, you said you had some paying gigs, and like, you were doing a, a hockey comic for a while, right? Yeah, and that is done, and that is out. Kicking Ice, uh, written by Stephanie Phillips, who's blowing up as well. She just got, uh, she just done a book at Aftershock. Nice, uh, nice. Yeah. All right. Uh, she's so she's she's blowing up. She's uh she's really great. So if I wanted to pick up Kicking Ice, where can I get that at? Kickingice.com, I think. There you go. Yeah. All right. Um, I think I think it's also on Amazon. I'm not okay. – I, I don't know if that is live yet, but uh, – no, it is because you can review it on Amazon. There you go. <laughs> okay, well, then there. All right. So if you Amazon. found and read the book, you can review it on Amazon. All right, so you can go to Amazon.com and pick up that book as well. And uh, you also have, you also worked on one of the uh, one of the properties that Kevin and I love more than anything else in the whole wide world. You got to do some five ghosts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
What name drop? Frank Barberis. Ow, my foot! Best. Shit, Jamie Jones, you gonna break my toe? He got your other foot. No. <laughs> and Frank and I have been working on something that's super fun. Uh, that I don't know whatever is gonna happen with it. I've drawn like eight pages of it eight times over. Um, <laughs> so that's like sixty-four pages, Jamie Jones. <laughs> I know. I'm. I'm prolific. Yeah, I just kickstart. I'm prolific in things that you have never seen. Um, <laughs> but you know what, though, isn't that what this level of comics is like? People oh, said to us, like, dude, how do you have Metal Shark, bro, and this Chase the Moon shit, like back to back? How did you guys like? Because we wrote this shit like two years ago. This is just how long it takes to get things done. Those are yeah. Those are just ideas we had on the plate. Yeah. I, <laughs> like. Yeah, I am currently working on a project that I cannot talk about. Ooh, um, one of those, huh? Yes, oh, secret secrets. Ooh. Uh, and now you burn my ears. You hurt Bobby's toe and burning my ears. <laughs> but, uh, it was something that I originally pitched with the writer four years ago. Wow, oh, nice. Yeah, and it just, now, it just found the home in like the right place at the right time. That's and, awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what people were saying to us too it's the same sort of thing like oh man you guys are like on fire and i'm like no these are old ideas we got newer stuff dude i hate to say it i haven't had a good idea in like two years i just we're just living off the ideas of the it's all fumes baby (laughs) we're combining other ideas at this point what if we put this and this together to like transform some voltron shit and see what happens all right cool well, when we do a, a double feature comic book, two and one, we'll do one half will be the baboon. We'll flip it over. The other half will be Danger Bear. Jamie Jones, don't be starting this shit on me, Jamie Jones. This is what we were talking about before you Bobby showed Bobby gets that. too hype. Bobby starts to get hype, Jamie. Dude, I love, I've been talking, I told Jamie this before we started recording. I've been talking about doing like a two and one old school kind of Marvel, like Journey into the Mystery vibe book for the longest time where it's just two characters two different stories, two different worlds just put together and just putting it out. I would love to do something like that. That would be the most fun thing in the entire world. We can definitely work something out, I think, uh, because I am I am going to be doing more baboon stuff and like short stories. That's kind of yeah. what I'm gonna do. I was telling you before before we were before we hit record that like I want to do short stories before I do book two. Yeah. Then uh, cleanse my palate and, and really get into it. Like do like like the old school kind of like creepy vibe, just shit yeah. like that. Just, just do it with pulp, yeah. I, yeah, I just do like a pulp book, like a pulp comic of just like you know, just a collection of shorts with everybody we know. I was telling Jamie, Jamie and I were talking about it, like dudes that are, and by dudes, dudes has no gender, just to make sure everybody knows. When I say dudes, I just mean everybody. Um, uh, like dudes that are on our level of success in the comic book world, just be like, hey man, let's just do like a like an all ages pulp anthology and just grab grab a bunch of stories and just put it out and see what happens and then if it comes if it works out well hey let's just do another one and just kind of running things like that just the same characters and just telling stories that i think that would be so much fun and and i think that's missing in the the in the world i think that that's what we need is more more stuff kind of like that anthology books that are all ages appropriate uh geared for geared for anybody and then just super fun just yeah. fun comics yeah. i think like 
that's what we need more fun comics i agree now i completely agree with you man like like when you were mentioned when i mentioned tarzan and you mentioned that the baboon meets what did you call him the wild man the wild man yeah and i was like oh shit i would love to write a wild man story like that would be so much fun like just to yeah, do yeah. it you know i mean just shit like that just kind of gets me going because i just i love all the old like because a lot of the great part about like pulp heroes is they're they're Un, I guess they're un. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? They they are what they are. Like there's they're, they're incorruptible. They're kind yeah. of just good to be good. Yep. Yeah. There's there's not going to be like some late twist where they become bad or they're doing something for all the wrong reasons. No, like they're yeah. doing this because like they are who they are. They are incorruptible, as you said, Kevin. And it's just wonderful to read something kind of. I don't want to say simple, but something that kind of black and white. Yeah. The you challenges know? of the unknown. Um, <laughs> the DC comic. Yeah. In their mission You mean this one right here? <laughs> dude, I, I got it right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, dude, um, this thing is fucking amazing. It's so good. But in their mission statement, they are all like r- super rich. Yeah. It, <laughs> in, and they didn't die. So they say everything, they, they like some guy in the first issue, they're like, you know, uh, if I will pay you so much money. And the guys are like, well, you know, if, if, we'll take the money that pays our rent and then we'll, uh, we'll give all the rest to charity. Like they say that. Okay. All right. <laughs> that's what we're going for. I love it. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love. And, uh, like the spirit is kind of that way. He's kind of like, man, you know, I, I'm going to make some money. He takes all of the, the, the police like, uh, rewards. So he makes money, but it's just purely off of like, oh yeah, I'll go, I'll go find this bad guy and I'll bring him in and you, I'll collect the reward. It's going to be for me. The police can say that they took in this bad guy, but yeah. it's really the spirit. And I took the, I took the money. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's awesome. Well, Jamie, we're rooting for you, man. This thing goes live on the 26th. We hope everything works out wonderfully. And again, feel free to come back at any time. You're a good dude. And uh, we appreciate having you on Word Bros. Yeah, thanks. I, I mean, you guys know I love you. Uh, we love you too. You yeah, are sure. comic <laughs> brethren. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make. Uh, let's make some. Let's make some damn comics. Let's, I like it. Let's do it. Jamie Jones, everybody. <laughs> Kevin that was Jamie Jones what a guy what a guy what a guy Jamie Jones is awesome I do I really enjoy Jamie I think he's a cool dude um I'm not just saying that because we we like neckwear but I'm saying <laughs> I, I don't believe you I think it's because you both like neckwear. let's do I mean well we like various neckwears he's a little more formal he's a little bit country I'm a little bit rock and roll on neckwear um <laughs> but Jamie's a good dude he's a great guy uh look for the baboon eh, on Kickstarter on the 26th of 26th of February. Yeah. And then Kevin and I are, we've been super, super busy. Um, just Metal Shark Bro and Chase the Moon. Metal Shark Bro is finished. The, the art is done and it's the, being lettered. The artwork is done. Uh, it has been colored. It is all done nice and neat and a very pretty bow. By I mean, it looks dope too. Like, I'm not just saying that because this is our book. It looks 
dope. Walter crushed it. So. It's really good. The lettering, the lettering and editing is done by our good friend Chaz Pangburn. We should have like a, a word bros, uh, metal shark bro celebration where we just talk about we just break our arms, patting ourselves on the back. <laughs> I don't think we should do that. Nobody want to listen to that. Hell yeah, they would, son. We just like, listen to it. Like the four horsemen getting together, bragging about how they got all the belts. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got more shoes. I got more comics than you got than you got friends. Yeah, eighty eight pages. It's done. Uh, the Kickstarter is 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 wrapping up. We're getting hopefully getting that thing out soon. We have a date. And Kevin and I have been doing some pretty interesting stuff. And I think this could just be a, an episode on its own. Um, so maybe we should do that. Like release like a short or something. I don't know. But like Kevin and I have been calling comic shops throughout the country. I'm trying to get them on the metal shark train, if you yeah, will, with varied, varied success. You know, uh, what was what was your experience with that? Did you have any bad experiences? No, none whatsoever. I enjoyed the process. I like talking to retailers. A lot of them were super helpful. Um, they were giving us good advice. Um, so it was nice. I, I got I, shut down a couple times. So, I mean, yeah. but it wasn't like rude shutdown. It was kind of like I'm busy shutdown, which is understandable. Yeah. Like I understand like they, they have things to do. Um, but like, it was weird because like one guy was like, Hey man, I'm sorry. I gotta go. And I was like, Oh no, no, no worries. I didn't mean to hold you up. And I was like, um, like, I just want to make sure your email address, and then click. I was like, oh, I want yeah, to make sure your, your email address was out. Oh, damn, I, I wasn't that busy. I just, all you had to say was, yeah, that's my email address. I was like, all right, cool. That happens. Uh, but, that happens. So. But I mean, I've got some good, some pretty good feedback from a lot of people. Like, um, I was talking to the dude who runs the Laughing Oregon Columbus, Ohio, which is a really great shop. He was the guy that was telling me, like, look, dude, and this was the advice that he gave me straight out. He was like, look, I look in previews and if I see your book, I might order a copy. He's like, but if you can get me like a, like a PDF preview or something where I can take a look at it, because the more I know about the book, the better, um, then I can recommend it to my blah, blah, blah. So, I mean like, so yeah, we got some really great advice from a lot of, a lot of really great shop owners. And it's cool too, because I think the, sometimes I feel the medium, um, takes advantage of retailers because without retailers are the comic audience. Like they, right. they order the books that they put them in the stores. They're taking huge risks with this stuff. So like the more they know about what you're doing, the better. So, I mean, do it, call the shops. Like some of the shops were super amped that you were calling them. Yeah. I, that, that did happen to me too. Like, Oh wow. I can't believe you. Like, like, thank you for taking the time out to call. Like that, yeah. was, that was really cool because I was like, well, we want the book to succeed and we want, you know, we want you to sell it. So like, that's why we're calling. Like both, both of us have split up stuff and calling. So one of the people I called is a guy, fight or flight comics in Raleigh, North Carolina. That dude made my Sunday when I called. Awesome. I, was, I was at work and I was like, all right, well, I'm going to make this phone call because it's Sunday and he probably is not, the, the shop's probably not that busy. They, they probably aren't that busy there. So I'm going to give him a call and I call and he goes, Oh my God. I already have your stuff. I already have this book on order. Like, it's like one of our featured picks. We are trying to get people behind this book and like, thank you for calling. And I was like, Whoa, you just made my son. He's like, this looks super fucking great. Like, That's awesome. yeah. And like, that was a nice feeling. Like I said, Dan, you made my Sunday. Thank you. Yeah. You know, maybe it's a North Carolina thing. Cause I called ultimate comics in North Carolina and the young lady I spoke to Amanda was just super helpful. She was telling me like, call this shop and call. Cause I guess they had multiple shops and she was just, she was amazing like it was just really nice to talk to some of the retailers it was a really good experience and again uh, I, i've told the story in the past 
uh, I have a friend who uh, runs a comic shop, a great shop in Norfolk, Virginia called Local Heroes. And he was at his desk one day hanging out doing comic shop owner things and his phone rang and he picked it up and it was Matt Fraction. And at first he didn't believe him. He's like, no, this ain't Matt Fraction. He's like, no, this is Matt Fraction. And I have a Marvel event book coming out that I wanted to tell you about. And if Matt Fraction can call a comic shop about a Marvel event book, an event book, that you as a creator, if you have a book in previews, you can get off your ass and make phone calls because if Fraction's doing it, you better be doing it. Right. You got to look out for your own success. You got to look. Because I mean, like the publishers, they're only going to do so much. They're only going to put your book out there. They only can do so much. It's up up to you to make that shit hum, baby. You got to, you got to get out there and beat the street. And so, so we've been doing it. And when, uh, to speak to Bob's point, like we got lucky enough to get a, a guy at heebie-jeebies in Ogdenuda yeah. behind our comic and he's really stoked about it. So, and he got other people into it. So like, that's what it takes is, is you getting people excited. You yeah, know? man. So, and I'm going to get you excited, Kevin, but yeah, it's been I'm really excited good, already. It's, it's been a really good experience and I'm really excited that we've been doing it. Um, so yeah, man. So there you go. Um, word bros. Uh, what april 26th i believe metal shark bro is coming out hopefully if everything goes goes well which i believe it will february 19 1949 i'm gonna get it tattooed on my forehead so i can <laughs> stop fucking i just gotta memorize that's our order code order the book get involved metal shark bro in comic shops from scout comics coming soon very exciting and uh we will be back next week Kevin and myself, we might just talk more about calling shops. We might just talk about our own book. We might do a Metal Shark Bro victory lap. Who knows? We'll have a guest. We'll talk to somebody. It'll be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Thank you for Jamie Jones. And uh, we will talk to you guys soon. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.